Hello and welcome to the Low Level Podcast. I'm your host, Behemoth, and today is episode 23. We'll be talking about the fantastic Final Fantasy VI. Join, Let's go. Joined with me today is Sid and Rude. Uh, Cosmo is still lost in the cosmos. Uh, yep. Um, one day he'll return and uh, save us from our despair. Yeah, we need his commentary. Do you think he'll join us on this one? Yeah. FF6? I hope yep. so. 100%. Yeah. Has he played it before? Do you guys know? I don't think he has, but he definitely has a Super Nintendo, and he has the game. So, let's go. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, this game uh, got forty-eight percent of the vote in the the up or the voting. So yeah, I think it was around that. Pretty pretty handedly won. It was won. against Final Fantasy Four too, so that was an interesting comparison. Showdown. Yeah, yep. the Super Nintendo showdown. Yeah, and Final Fantasy Four. That one's Final Fantasy Two. Yeah came out as uh two in the u.s and then this six came out as three was two the first one we got no because we got one and two on nes we got one we? on nes we did not get two or three oh, we didn't and then we got that's right, four because two that's we two. got on and then we didn't, get, we didn't right. get five and then we got and adventures we got on the game boy that's weird yeah, that we, we didn't get five and then they brought six yep we also got mystic quest which was uh kind of like a beginner's uh jrpg did yeah. four not do that well then sales wise if we didn't get five um no five came i feel like five came later four did well i mean later yeah, i don't but think i don't think four did that great it's um, weird that we would get six i mean i think we'll talk about it later but six technically um didn't do all that great according to the director sales wise so, yeah huh okay but it, yeah it obviously had some i think it had like kind of like a cult following kind of thing here there's a there, there's a lot of people who that was their first final fantasy game i think Final Fantasy six yeah yeah well well before we get to that um get talking about the game we'll go and hop into some jrpg news um yigdra union uh never fight alone that game's coming to the west here for the switch on july 27th alongside a full pc release uh that game's kind of like a card based uh strategy strategy is it like advanced wars or fire emblem uh it looked more like a goo there's a grid so i would say yeah definitely more like a strategy um rpg you know where you move like units that have like armies yeah. in them as one unit kind of thing i'm not sure what you'd want to call that but it's what definitely like a strategy rpg what was that game on saturn that was a dragon force or something where you'd have armies that face each other i think so that sort of like advanced wars style where the screen yeah. splits like it did on this one. Oh yeah 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 but then fire emblem on like gba kind of had that, that vibe too yeah. that's what i was thinking of yeah uh, next up, Riviera, The Promised Land uh, Remaster has been announced. Um, this game's kind of like your turn-based action, uses an overdrive system to do combos. and um, Yeah. Was that a PSP game? Or are these both, P- was, these are both, the, yeah. both part of the Department uh, Heaven series, which is interesting because they're both completely different games right. by the looks of it, and obviously they're titled differently, but they're, you know. Well, you said Department of Heaven? Department Heaven, yep. What is that? It's uh, is it like it's related, a series. Is it related to Scientology? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It is pretty interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a ster- it's a series of video games developed by Sting, which is uh, the Sting. Sting. Yeah, the singer, the wrestler. The, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> no, the singer. No, 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 not from the police. Uh, no, it's Sting, the developer from uh, Sting Entertainment from Japan. Yeah. Uh, Basically, there is episode one, which was uh, Riviera, uh, and then Yggdra Union. Yggdra Episi- Union is that? Is this a new one or is this also a remaster? These are all remasters. So they're 
they've already come out i think on like game boy advance and psp i believe okay because i know um, there's the eager to union and eager to union yeah. the remastered union train on uh, psp oh yeah i think that's yeah. the same one okay but that didn't i don't think this had the or same with, subtitle. Oh, yeah, that's right there's multiple spinoffs to eager to okay so that so that has its own spinoffs but this is so episode that was episode two that had its own spinoff there episode three no information has been revealed other than it was being planned to be a PC MMORPG. So, episode three never came up or ever, and then they just skipped episode four. That's interesting. <laughs> episode four, Nights in the Nightmare, and that came out. Um, uh, it's just like a strategy shooter game, apparently, and it plays kind of like chess. Which one is it called? Nights in the Nightmare. Oh, yeah, I remember. Strategy shooter plays like chess? Is this Resonance of Fate? No, interesting, right? Yeah. I never, I never played. I bought both of uh, the Eager to Union and Knights and Nightmare on PSP, and I didn't yep. play either one. And then, and then Knights and the Nightmare is actually, yeah, PSP uh, and DS, and I think it actually did come out on Switch in Japan. So I think all these games, as far as I know, have come out in Japan. And this one, we were just waiting for it to come here. Yeah, and then the, the We'll Never Fight Alone that did have the same. Maybe, maybe not the last on one though. Gun, uh, near. In- Say that again. I'm not gonna say that again. <laughs> Gungnir, I know. I know. Inferno about. Yeah. of the Demon Lands and War of Heroes That's came out one? on came out on I think PSP. Vastly I think did. that came on PSP too. What a, what an array of titles to put in it. And that was episode episode nine. What? So they go from episode three, four, all the way to nine. That's interesting. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Sting Entertainment. It's episode nine of the Department Heaven series. Yeah, interesting. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't pick up that one and not play it. I, I'm surprised that they. Um, it just seems I don't know. Yeah. Some of these plans that they have for some of these games is just crazy. And then yeah, like like we said, episode two has got like spinoffs. So yeah. Yeah, interesting little series that seems like it's finally coming its way over here. Yeah. Well, let's move on to some bigger news. Yeah. Right. Uh, level five uh, launched their... 10th anniversary for the Yokai Watch um, on the website. So 2013 is when Yokai Watch came out. Did you guys ever play that? Never played it. Okay. Is it kind of like Pokemon? Yeah, it's Pokemon, but with Yokai like spirits and yeah. stuff like that. It was huge. Really, really for a while. big game. I mean, it basically killed any hope of me getting a Dark Cloud 3. So, um, But that game spawned three titles on the 3DS. And then I'm not sure if it... I'm not sure how much they've done after that. They they moved on to like Inazuka Soccer and a couple other things after that. But yeah, ten years for uh, since Yokai Watch released uh, back in 2013. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Raf CD Marl Kingdom Chronicles Raf CD three uh, trailer dropped, um, kind of showing that they're gonna get this whole trilogy out eventually, and it's a big bundle which I'll probably pick up. Um, yeah, it looks actually kind of like I don't know if you look past like some of the the goofiness, some of the when they showed some parts in the story that the graphics do look pretty nice. It does looks look nice. like just like a remastered PlayStation game. Yeah, it can kind of keeps the sprites, uh, which is nice. Looks it, clean. Yeah, it's got some like uh, portraits from the characters are speaking with. Looks like it's from the concept art, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. are you gonna play it? Uh, I'm not sure I'll play it, but uh, maybe someday I will. I'm gonna Why pick. Not? I'm going to pick them up when they all come out in a bundle. Because I think the first one, 
isn't in the bundle because I think that this is only two and three that's yeah. coming out. I think the first one come out came out on like pretty classics the or something. One volume. or two, yeah, yeah, one of those. Is so there, yeah, is there like a is there is there a level of anime that would be like kind of embarrassing to you that you wouldn't want to play with someone else seeing you play it? <laughs> I mean, like it would Rhapsody be? Would you go play that? I think Rhapsody's your, Rhapsody's probably. Would you, probably bring fine. Par- would you bring that to the park? Would you bring that to the park? Would you play that in public at, at a park on your Twitch? <laughs> sure. This is that. It's just that magic girl, you know, trope. So no, okay. Play with the volume blasting, so you're not wearing headphones. <laughs> yeah, dude, because the music's dope in this game. Yeah, dude. Everyone's gonna love it. Okay, I'm just yeah. curious. I'm just getting. Why would that be yeah. a problem? Yeah. I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm just seeing how you guys feel about it. I'm okay. Why don't you do it then? <laughs> I'm just taking the temperature. <laughs> taking the temperature of the room. Yeah. Uh, the biggest, the biggest news of last week: Harvest Moon, Winds of Anthos yep. debut trailer. Another farming game. Oh man, this one just really tickles me a pink here. Yeah, so. it looks amazing, especially when you're picking up the turnips or whatever, and you have to do it one by one. Yeah. Why can't they? I mean, that would. That's just when I'm looking at the trailer. I'm just like that turns me off immediately. Yeah, but for a farming but, game though, it's kind of like you. It's you like, have to do that. Yeah, I think it's more rewarding to pick up each one individually because you grew that, you watered it. <laughs> yeah. And you... What about riding the horses though? Didn't that look like Red <laughs> I Dead Redemption make a style? Good point. No, no, you you didn't let me finish. Oh, you didn't you're just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what about the horse riding? Dude, it looks like Red Dead Redemption oh, yeah, too. Oh horse, <laughs> so good. The horse riding. That might be the most stiff horseback riding I've seen. It looked that like you're going like vertically up and down. Like there was no movement. Yeah. The horse run, it's like I feel like it's like one of those things that you could you could not touch the controller and you'll win either way. Like yeah. it's just gonna guide you through. Yeah. But back to my point about the the growing <laughs> In all seriousness, Harvest Moon trying to get back into the game now that the farming simulators are hot again. Um, big time. They're playing catch up. They're, this, they're playing catch up. Uh, they sh- this really the game really showcased a lot of story elements, <laughs> very similar to uh, like Breath of the Wild, um, Genshin Impact style storytelling. So, um, okay. couple things about this trailer. One, okay, the shot with <laughs> the waterfalls. Yeah. Okay, so there's the a shot waterfalls that are all the same. As the trailers really? progress, and there's a shot of of a waterfall, but it's not just one waterfall. It's like 15 waterfalls, like copy pasted next to each other. No, it was beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was, it was scenic. It was. It was stunning. Um, yeah, in a, in a, in a in a landscape where uh, isekais have taken over the anime scene and uh, farming simulators have taken over the gaming gaming scene uh it's just uh it just started it's just bizarre that you know they're just being pumped out yeah i i definitely did not see all these games coming i mean I, honestly this game it kind of reminds me of like pokemon like just like kind of like how the graphic <laughs> all of them honestly kind of remind me that, similar that like harvest moon and what the story of seasons like they all i'm surprised that like this game split off in two different series and they both look the same. Like, are you okay? Like, it, it's just, it's just interesting that they like just haven't like, yeah, I don't know, done anything different. They're both exactly the same. Like, start, like this has all become popular because of what Star, Stardew Valley. Yeah, which w- was an awesome game. 
but it was a top-down like SNES style. Well, right, that's what I mean. And like this is just this just looks like more of the same like Pokemon DLC yeah. kind of stuff. So I think Stardew Valley kind of <laughs> just want to point this out that because you can't see uh, Jim's face, but yeah, he is he, literally crying. He's yeah, laughing so he hard. Can't, these can't keep it together. Yeah, these uh, uh, whatever these these farm sim right, games just, just really going, really get him going. I feel like I'm going crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, the. Harvest Moon, though, I think... It's like Groundhog's Day with the, with the you think Final Fantasy? Games. You think Final Fantasy is going to start making farming simulators? I'm surprised they yeah, haven't. They might. Um, no, they? Stardew, I think, they, <laughs> when it came out, like, it, like, tapped, like, the market of, like, like farmer gamers that are out there that... <laughs> well, anyways... <laughs> We'll just we'll just move on from this. The last bit of news, and probably the greatest news for our podcast, actually, uh, Yuji Naka receives a suspended prison sentence. So there is still hope for an interview with this so, man. And uh, the rumor is he's gonna make a. He said he's gonna create a new character, much better than Sonic, uh, to completely rule the video game landscape. So um, not be doing any sort of uh, insider trading whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, he was uh, handed a two and a half year prison sentence, sent, uh, which was suspended for four years. So he's uh, not going to be going to prison for a little while. He was also served with a two million yen uh, and 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 one hundred and seven million yen fines, which yeah. is you know fourteen thousand dollars and one point one million dollars. So what a what a hit. Yeah, so I think he he'll be able to avoid jail time if he like gets past the probationary period but i think if he fucks up at all like even if he's like like a month away from completing his sentence yeah like, and he trades he, he, he can't he help gets himself in, he gets into like one another another mobile game that yeah. he needs to trade illegally yeah, he, he's just like yeah he can't help himself so he does it but um yeah i mean i do like the i'm actually I'm reading the destructoid uh article here and the title is uh collecting rings the wrong way i like it yeah that's mm-hmm. good that's good and to be i mean to be fair, it's one of those things like you gotta put yourself in his shoes and like I don't know. I feel for the guy, you know, especially after we did the interview with him. Like I kind of get where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of understand. I mean, after that whole like blonde Wonder World like nightmare, it's just you know, and being fifty-seven years old, <laughs> being found guilty of violating <laughs> Japan's financial instrument instruments and exchange act. I mean, it's just what are you gonna do with your life? I mean, yeah. It's just kind of like you had this like huge legacy, and and now you're now you're stuck trading like mobile game secrets for money. Yeah, it's sad. Which I I'm still all bit. about all about the theory that Square threw him under the bus. Because oh, okay. He tried to uh, sue Square. That's right for the development, and I really so that's what you think, think is going oh, on. Yeah. I think that's what's going on is they they wouldn't have said anything, but because mm-hmm. he tried to sue them, like then they threw him under the bus. Um, <clears throat> so but, that, actually, the judge uh, said something in the ruling. Would you like me to read it? Yes. He uh, was known as one of the world's most famous video game developers and had the authority to access joint development information. It has damaged the fairness and soundness of the stock market and the trust of the investors. <laughs> That's hilarious. The, the fairness of the stock market? <laughs> so Naka was like messing with the stock market in Japan, dude. All he of was, it. Not yeah, just but, a little bit of it, all of it. Yeah. I'm. He might... Uh, yeah, unfortunately, which... I mean, I know we're joking around, but I mean, it actually probably he might have like probably like permanently damaged his like reputation because I think over there, if you get like arrested for something like that, I think like like and obviously like 
like I don't know, it could be like pretty destructive to like your you know like know. he probably won't be able to like get more development jobs and stuff like that after I, this. Yeah, I don't know about you, but honor and, and shame are a huge part of Japanese culture. Um, well, right. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's pretty much destroyed his legacy. <laughs> no, sorry, no, sorry, that's so. the beginning of a copy pasta. But I, oh. I don't know if you guys recognize it. No, no, I don't. Okay, <laughs> um, let me look it up. You guys keep talking. I'll, I'll read Maybe you should. <laughs> All right, let's let's get to the real real. No, oh, hold on. No, there is actually more news. So something about the Final Fantasy IX remaster. Oh um, yeah, Jeff Grubb, uh, known kind of insider. Oh yeah, they... leaked some stuff before. He kind of came out and said he had a quote here. Let me pull it up. Um, let's see here. Basically saying that that the Final Fantasy IX remake uh, is on scale going to be closer to Crisis Core and will use the active uh, turn base uh, or the active time battle turn based system. Cool. Um, and no, then... no kind of difference on or no announcement on when it'll be coming out. But he says, uh, let's see here. It'll use the A2B turn-based system that the classic game won't change drastically, but it'll still feel good and isn't a simple HD remaster. Yeah, it won't. And it, it won't be like you know, Final Fantasy VII remake or anything. No. Which we didn't already know that. Yeah. No, I think we all anticipate it. There, none of it has really been le- oh. like talked about. Um, it looks like some other insider um, has gone out and said that it's voice acted. Oh, so that'll be interesting. Cool. Uh, new scenes. Updated overworld and all new models and backgrounds. So I am really curious to see if they're going to try to match like the look of the anime that's going to be come out the French. I feel anime. like yeah, if they pretty much do it like Sumer RPG is doing, and just kind of like still keep that art style because that art direction in that game is really cool. Like on Final Fantasy IX story, yeah, so good, and the story is just really good too. And so I kind of feel like they could you know tie everything together, you yeah, know, in this this remaster here. And I actually really enjoyed what they put out on the. PC when they re, you know redid all the models and everything and then you can get the mods and fix the backgrounds you know but and it, you know to actually do it some justice I think this would this is gonna be really cool and then that anime is coming out too I mean yeah they're definitely gonna be like pushing this one out yeah and if you're interested uh, there was a fan made you can't play it but there was a fan made like remake of Final Fantasy IX it's called Memento Mori Final Fantasy IX you can just type it into Google and it kind of gives you like a third person perspective of uh vivi walking through the town cool. and exper- like interacting with characters oh, yeah that's right really cool <laughs> i uh, think it was really cool i mean that's not what the game's gonna look like but it's just cool like to see people's interpretations and stuff like that um one more thing that the copy pasta you do have to hear about because it's pretty funny um it is related to final fantasy also but on uh july 14th in 2008, a NeoGAF user, Muppet345, posted a comment criticizing Square Enix for releasing Final Fantasy 13 on the Xbox 360. Because you guys remember how that yep. was super controversial at the time? Yep. Final Fantasy was a PlayStation brand, mm-hmm. and then them releasing at the, the 360, people kind of felt like it was betrayal. You know, people get really invested in kind mm-hmm. of the systems and everything. Um, his comment reads... Uh, Square just shot themselves in the foot. I don't know how much the rest of you know about Japanese culture, parentheses, I'm an expert, but honor <laughs> and shame are huge parts of it. It's not like in America where you can become sex- successful by being an asshole. <laughs> if you screw someone over in Japan, you bring shame to yourself, and the only way to get rid of that shame is repentance. What this means is the Japanese public, after hearing about this, is not going to want to purchase Final Fantasy XIII for either system, nor will they purchase any of Square's games. This is huge. <laughs> you can all you can laugh all you want, 
But Square has alienated an entire market with this move. Square, publicly apologize and cancel Final Fantasy 13 for 360, or you can kiss your business goodbye. Whoa. Dang. So yeah, Just so for releasing it on 360. That's a creepy yeah. pass, or is that real? That's a copy pass. So, so that, copy well, I mean, that is real. That was the original, po- that was right. the original post. Wow. And then people have kind of done variations Dude, there's of a, it. Honestly, there's a lot of people <laughs> online that are like really serious about Square Enix. Like, I don't know why. But it's like every move they do, they just get like really pissed off. And it's like, dude, some people like don't get it that it's like, hey, dude, it's not 20 years ago where like Square is this small company that's like putting out all these games that, you know, and it's not the golden years kind of thing. It's like they're this big corporation now. And like, you know, they own. So what do they get pissed off? They own multiple IPs. Well, I mean, just like random shit, like just, I don't know, coming out with this game and like just, you know, having it, you know, I don't know, I guess. Like Valkyrie Elysium wasn't that great, and just like kind of like, just like freaking out about that, and it's like it's just like well, like what do you expect? Like they're just not, they they don't they don't even that game wasn't even developed. I think even by them, they just gave them the the company the IP. I can't remember what the the developer was, and it wasn't even Trace that developed it. So it's like, I don't know. I just think that people some people just like don't really yeah. like. I mean, part of it too is just like I mean, well. Would, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting conversation, though, too. Would you rather have kind of a game, like a B-level game or no game at all? Because it's not like they're not right. going to come out, come out with a new Valkyrie game with the same like budget as what people would expect. Like Games are fucking expensive to make. Yeah. And the fact that we got anything is is kind of cool, Square, that they're like giving attention to these properties and not just pumping right. out Final Fantasy. Because they could just do Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest and, and do that. Right. And to be fair, the Valkyrie game wasn't very, from what I heard, not very great. I mean, it's like um, a B-level game. It's like 70s and Metacritic. Yeah, it's, it, not, it's not bad, which and, I don't... The original game, I don't know, like, is is rated, like, decent. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, 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 think, I, I enjoyed the one and two, but I, I understand, like, people getting frustrated because... The other games were definitely a better quality. Sure. Um, but still, at the same, I, I'm just saying, like, more, like, generally, I just think that people just get, like, really frustrated about them. And it's it's not like they're, like, this small development team that, like, you know, like they used to be and just, like... You games know, are hard to make. Yeah, right. Games, are, games are super hard to make. And I, I just feel like the the teams that you really, like, you know, like to pay attention to, they're all working on like Final Fantasy or like one game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean? Like the, they're the not, top tier. They're right. all going to work on games. That they're they not going to be working on these like that. smaller IP. Yoshi P is not going right. to do a Valkyrie game. No. Either. So, I mean, it would be cool, but. I, I mean, mean, honestly, though, I think Square, uh, they are the closest now, like right now, than they were to like kind of the golden age. So, like, I agree with that. Like, honestly, the amount of stuff that they're putting out, like, not all of it's great, but the thing is, not all of it was great back then either. No. Like, some I, of those games, like, people look at them of like, oh, yeah, they were better. They right. think they're better than they actually were, but, like, right. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like, to me, like, Brave Fencer is a is a b-tier game i don't yeah. think it's like an s-tier and that's the thing we still have those like really good games and like kind of the ones that are on the side and worth playing some interesting things you're and i think i remember that even back then even just playing those games and just just exploring squares library and just being like i know these games aren't going to be you know final fantasy or anything but it was right. just cool to see what they were doing because they they're were, doing a lot of that now they were doing a yeah right and now they're or like at least bringing some of that old stuff back and like I don't know, letting people experience it like legitimately because I feel like there's so many games that like, at least when when we were like like especially like when we finally had like jobs and stuff to like start buying games, there were so many titles that like you just could not play. You had to like 
either it was like super super rare or like you know there was a patch that you could play on your computer or something mm-hmm. like that otherwise like you weren't playing it and i feel like now so many so much more accessibility like live alive yeah and they're Mana, good about they're bringing a lot of their stuff back too so yeah. it's like games even, that never came out yeah here. even if we're not getting like a new like version of the or new sequel to those games where they're bringing back just so we can play them against for a new audience too so i don't know i think it's I mean, people are gonna bitch about anything, anytime. It's just the nature of what people are gonna be doing. But it's just uh, to me, I don't know. I'm just thankful that that we're getting what we are, and that Square is like seems to have kind of their shit together. Like development times are like better. Where you had like an entire generation where they didn't do shit. You're not releasing an inferior product. Yeah, they're putting out really good shit. Yeah, I mean, like 16. 16's really well received. Yeah. Final Fantasy Seven Remake was well received. Part two looks fucking dope. Like they're they're like firing on all cylinders right now. I think. Yeah, but. the games are coming out complete. Where like in in an industry where games feel like they're being rushed and coming out, and then you have like a 100 gig day one patch because the game went gold, and they're like, we still got a ton of work to do. And that's the thing is, I think some people are like. <laughs> have this opinion of them from like this PS3 Xbox 360 era that you were like mentioning that they kind of never got over. And like, and I'll, I'll admit it too. I think during that era, they were probably at their worst. That's probably when they, 360 PS3. That's probably when they started to become like a big corporation. And like, they just really were just making some swings and misses like 13 two or versus or whatever. Yeah. The whole fiasco with, with, they didn't come out like anything else. Dissidia. I mean, and that's, but yeah. also that's a lot of Japanese com- companies had a really hard time transitioning to, to HD. I mean, do you remember like Square's comment of like HD towns are hard? Like that's what they're saying basically. I'm like, don't expect us to kind of put out like the same output. And it seems like they finally got a pipeline for development and figuring a lot of that stuff out because, um, but I, I mean, I consider that like the last generation for Square of going from like the golden age of the PS1. I mean, even for a lot of people, the SNES, PS1. Mm-hmm. Even right. PS2 was great for them to the PS3. And then they started to pick up the pace on PS4 um, for their Japanese games. I know a lot of their kind of Western published games they haven't been super successful with but um, or as successful as they wanted to be. But, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for like 14, you're sitting and like from 10 to 15, from 10 to 16, you're sitting in like, you know, games where people it's like hit or miss for. And for, 14 carried like the Final Fantasy name for solid 10 years but it, you know it was an mmo it wasn't a cla- like a typical you know yeah, and then, story and then 15 came out and it was kind of like yeah i feel like everyone's pretty divided on that one depending mm-hmm. on kind of how you got to experience it i feel like the release date wasn't really all the greatest the well, launch version and then the they came out with like the royale version and added more and then they came out the dlc and all that mm-hmm. stuff and i don't think and i get people's frustration with that kind of stuff but yeah i think nowadays squares definitely kind of bringing back their old titles and i don't know you should definitely respect that yeah. yes so what do you say to those those uh those complainers and those those bitches out there go listen you... to Infowars. <laughs> <laughs> alex jones is waiting for you oh boy <laughs> oh there they are probably well let's get into an absolute classic hell so, yeah final fantasy 6 uh the lesser lesser known title which is weird because in a recent uh in a recent like poll, uh, Final Fantasy VI was considered the greatest Final Fantasy game. Recent poll? Well, what is this poll? Uh, it was like some Tokyo, like poll. They voted on the like the best Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII was actually uh, third. Yeah, what? wasn't was it nine? Yeah, up there too. Yeah, what? it was like six. 
nine what, and seven. What poll are we talking about? I'm here? pretty sure you're the one who sent me the article. Five and seven was third. Yeah. What are they? Who who are these people? What who? What are they? It's just people about? who voted on it. Like <laughs> they're obviously wrong. <laughs> like okay, you want me to you want me to want me to read you? Yeah, what? I want Yeah. So I looked up Final Fantasy VI and I was just like, all right, let's just see what people are saying about it. And the first thing is, is Final Fantasy VII better than Final Fantasy VI? Yeah. And it says Final Fantasy VII's story <laughs> is is, is great and has a courageous <laughs> message of standing up to power hungry companies in order to save the planet. I think that's a it, message however, that still rings true to this day. It, however, also gets very convoluted, especially in regards to Sephiroth, Cloud, and their many clones. Only if you're a dumbass. Final Fantasy VI has a better narrative that doesn't really deviate. So I'll be the judge of that. We'll see. Straightforward. Um, I mean, you, okay, you, you starting this whole discussion out like that, you've already put me in a bad mood. So I, I want, <laughs> I want, I want you to be in a bad mood. <laughs> No, I'm um, kidding. I'm I'm very looking forward. This a game I consider to be like the blind spot of like my yeah of all the Final Fantasies that I haven't played, which is a few of them. I haven't played like the early, I played I haven't played two, three, four, five, or six. The rest of them I at least played to some extent. So sure. that's kind of like the early years have been the blind spot. And I think this one is like one of the most well regarded of those. Yeah, this one era. I came back to long past because some friends were like it's my favorite Final fantasy you should definitely check it out and it's completely different from like a lot of the stuff back from back in the day so yeah i feel like i've played maybe a third of it like right before it kind of starts to take off and for whatever reason i just never finished it but yeah it's it's good to get to reason to finally get through it yeah but so yeah final fantasy 6 uh Came out in 1994. Uh, it was developed and published uh, by Square for the SNES. Um, it's also known as Final Fantasy III from its North American release, but it was the first Final Fantasy not to be directed by Hironobu Sakaguchi. Uh, and instead, the role was filled by Yoshinori Kitase and Hiroyuki Ito. Oh, Kitase did six, too. Yep. yep. Wow. Uh, Amano returns, of course, for the for the character design and Umatsu for, as the composer, so... Um, unlike other Final Fantasy titles, though, this was heavily inspired by a steampunk influence rather than the classic mm-hmm. medieval fantasy. So, so uh, it's kind of cool to see where Seven got a lot of its like influence from, because it kind of just seems like they definitely went heavy on that steampunk influence here, and that's they went full fledged, you know, cyberpunk, you know, with yeah. with Seven. For, and it yeah, was, for a few games there. Yeah, yeah. and so it, it, yeah, it's cool to see. Like you were saying, you haven't played the, the the old games, but it is really cool. You know, a lot of people say, you know, don't play games in order with JRPGs. Sometimes it's not a good experience. And this, I don't know, Final Fantasy is a series where I feel like you you can do that as long as you have, like, an open mind and, like, understand. You know, you play the NES ones. They're very basic. and But but it's cool to see each one the progress and see what they've added, adding into it and, like, making it different. And really, the games are very similar until three you start to you get jobs and then four is like more of like the classic you know final fantasy with with characters that have their own preset jobs and whatnot and just kind of just telling a story was four was is there one that's considered like the first one that had a story worth giving four. a shit about four four yeah. i would say that's with kane and the dragoon yeah, right? yeah yeah and then that's five five i enjoy it's kind of like has like a more like humorous story and has like a you know there's five cecils five is uh butts or barts barts yeah mm-hmm. and uh x death is the bad dude x death that's yeah, a green he's a big name. tree yeah i know it's it's actually really funny and okay. that's how gilgamesh is kind of introduced as like a character x death is the bad guy and he's a tree 
Yeah. Dude, we should play yeah. five and yeah, six. We, six yeah. I, I hope five <laughs> happens at some point. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, but anyway, yeah, the six is kind of like the, you know, the, the kind of final evolution before we get the 3D, mm-hmm. you know, Final Fantasy. So I kind of feel like this is like the best of that turn-based classic Final Fantasy. So if, you have, if, you're, if you're ever interested in playing the old games, this is definitely not a bad one to start with. Yeah. Um, for sure. And I, mean, I and I would say like tactics sits in its own because it's not like any of the other games, but yeah, this is like the last fi- the last like classic um, JRPG style turn base. So. Yeah. And I definitely would recommend five too because it's the first game that does kind of like jobs. The job system, kind of like a like tactics. You know, you have all the jobs that you learn skills that you can use. You well, know, and that's later the on. beauty of Final Fantasy in that like the the new one doesn't make the previous one obsolete because they're all different enough. All or have. There's always like something that like there's a thread between all of them that kind of ties them together. Where it's chocobos, moogles, gill, whatever. Where yeah, they got a vibe. The... Crystals. I'm sure half of them have crystals yep, in them. They all got crystals. Yeah. These old ones do, especially. Um, yeah. But they all are different enough that yeah. I mean, there's some people that prefer five over six. Some people prefer four. You don't typically get like the one, two, or three over the SNES. I think because the the newer ones are a little more complicated. But I mean, every Final Fantasy game, I think, is worth playing for some reason. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. kind of a beautiful thing, I think. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. The the structure of this game uh, and the society is kind of similar to, like, the second Industrial Revolution in the 19th century. Because it takes place in an unnamed, war-torn industrial uh, setting where the machines and science dominate everything. Uh, the world is controlled by the Gestalian Empire, a military dictatorship. And the Empire discovers an ancient power called the Espers, or icons or whatever summons summons whatever this in this one they're the espers yeah they're espers in this game before um, and in this one they, they're used to harness power for itself so this power is called magitech a craft that combines magic with machinery and infuses humans with magical powers the empire is opposed by a rebel organization called the returners a group of citizens seeking to free the world from the reign of terror caused by the empire and you are tasked to follow a former imperial soldier named uh tara branford that's yep. the main that's kinda, character that's of the called game. that the game kind of starts out you're, oh cool it, it's got a really cool probably like one of the most iconic like Opening final credits. fantasy beginnings yep um with magic suits walking through the snow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. walking through the snow and then like as you get closer to narsh the, t- the first town you you start at um like it, you can start to see it like light up more and more and it definitely like Comes used like the, the super it's like a late super nintendo game so it used like you know scrolling yeah that mode seven or whatever to make it look really cool yeah uh, this game I was i didn't uh, know her last name i always knew i knew tara i didn't know they yeah. all have last names which is cool yep this game is actually a huge influence on the beginning of 14 because a lot of 14 is based around like the garlean empire who is basically the Gestalian empire they oh, all use okay. Magitech, same exact model, like, uh, vehicles and stuff like that. And so it's it's cool to see, like, where that, where they took that influence and ran with it to where the game ended up, you know, in its 10-year run. Um, but, like, how this game, not so known as some of the other titles, you know, still holds, like, a pretty, you, you can take a lot from that and make a, a pretty fantastic Final Fantasy story out of it, so... Um, the combat in this game is turn-based. Uh, it's basically the, like the last classic turn-based. Still uses the ATB. Well, it's like one of the first to use the ATB system, which first was featured in four, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the, it was the last one to. Well, I mean, I guess seven did it, eight did it, nine did it. Ten, ten was the last game. To, so it was the second one. 
Yeah, well, third, because the, well, one, did one, two, and three have ATB? I don't remember. I can't remember. I've only played one. No, I, I don't think, it, yeah, I don't think they had one, two, and three, but yeah, I think, uh, I think this is kind of like the, the, the last Super Nintendo one, so yeah, that, that would definitely. What do you guys prefer? What style do you prefer? Do you like that being under pressure a little bit and having to choose? Like, yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I know some people will just hate it. In nine, I don't like it when it's because it's really slow, mm-hmm. and that's why I, I just kind of like to use some of the mods to speed that up a little bit. But yeah, yeah. Uh, another element in the you, do you. Yeah, I know, right? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well. Oh. 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 Pray continue, Miles. Yeah, please. <laughs> another element in the battle. Uh, is the desperate desperation attack, which is like a powerful attack substitution that appears when the character's health is low. This is similar to later, like things like the limit break, traces, overdrives, um, but that this is unique to this game alone. So, uh, in addition to weapons and armor, powerful accessories known as relics can be equipped in this game. These items are inter- interchangeable between party members and add sophistication to basic battle commands and help exceed the normal limitations of the game system. So many of the relics will protect you against status effects and improve statistics, while others can provide a field effect, like walking faster in towns and dungeons and stuff like that. So that's cool. Yeah, it is, it's kind of cool because this is kind of like the first game to kind of feature something like that. It's like a quality of life update. Yeah, for in. sure, because it really, by at this point, they've kind of done everything Mm -hmm. the job system was kind of like their you know their unique thing but in in this game you know the the relics kind of like you know really give you a little more customization to your characters yeah the the development of final fantasy 6 uh came right after the release of final fantasy 5 in 1992 so it was a pretty quick turnaround with with that the development of the game took just one year to complete that's crazy uh and the Creator and director Hironobu Sakaguchi could not be as intimately involved due to his other projects uh, and as his promotion to executive vice president of the company in 1991. So he kind of had to take a step back and let some let Kitase take over uh, in terms of production. And so this. other projects then was this, were they talking about Chrono Trigger then? Um, he, he yeah he must have yeah. been. I would imagine that he was probably more focused on like. If you got promoted to executive vice president, you're probably more just focused on getting Business. All, all games yeah. out yeah. rather than just one. So Katase, he focused on like the event production and the scenario, and Hiroyuki Ito, he handled all the battle aspects of the game, and then Sakaguchi would still still supervise the the work of the game to make sure it would like coalesce and as a whole project together. It is cool with Sakaguchi. Just as a side note, kind of seeing, I mean, he because he had kind of the falling out, I guess, where. Um, I don't know. Did he leave Square after the movie bombed? Like, was that his kind of final out? And then he went and formed Miss Walker, and they did like Lost Odyssey. I thought it was after nine. Yeah. yeah, was after something like that. But now you mean Final Fantasy thirteen? Was or whatever Lost Odyssey. Uh, yeah, Lost. Final that's Fantasy. like the big joke on. Right. I think it was on Reset Arrow. I saw that. Yeah, they like, have, oh, like, Final Fantasy thirteen. You mean? Yeah. yeah, that's a funny joke. Um, but no, he has kind of. I don't. He did re- recently, and we didn't bring up in the the news, but we'll maybe mine it for next time because there's some interesting stuff where he did like a, there's like a round table with a lot of the Final Fantasy directors and creators. Yeah. Um, I haven't read it yet, so I will have to check it out. Hmm. Um, which supposedly talks about the origin of the Final Fantasy name, which they maybe one of the headlines I read isn't actually what people think it is, where it's like a myth where people said it was their squares because what's like their last attempt. their last attempt, yeah. and I guess maybe that's not true. So we'll have to dig into that. Okay, yeah. I always um, thought it was like the end-all be-all of the fantasy game that's yeah 
I think that the, yeah, maybe that maybe. Well, I think as the the rumor goes, is that quintessential. The, the company wasn't doing too well, and it was basically their, their last. like their last ditch effort to like kind of you know put something out on the market and, and like make some money. Yeah, that's why it's like their final you know mm-hmm. final fantasy. It's our final game kind of thing. But no, obviously not. It's spun off and the, it's become a huge series. The cool thing about six though, uh, and the idea behind the story of it was well. That, hold on one second. Oh. Sorry to interrupt because this is this is what it is. Just so we can, I just looked up quick. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, fighting fantasy was already trademarked because that's what they wanted to go with. So we reluctantly went with Final Fantasy as a last resort. Responding to the urban legends about the name meaning the ultimate illusion, Sakaguchi explained this came from school children who sent him a postcard after being told by the meaning of their teacher. The second uh, it arrived, I said, "We're using this." He said, "I really have to thank that one teacher." Myths have circulated that the company, being on the edge of bankruptcy and this game being their last shot at success. Uh, but it seems that, but that's not true at all. So that's yep. officially where it comes from then, I guess. Yeah. But with Sakaguchi, I was going to finish um, <clears throat> how it's kind of cool seeing him get back into it and being more involved with just some of the press and also his love of Final Fantasy fourteen. He's like a huge fan. There's like on his tr- Twitter, I don't know if you follow him, he's like shows like his setup where he's got like three like computers going at once with different characters and like Hell yeah. he power levels through the new expansions. Like I think when Endwalker... Because I think he started before Endwalker was coming out, and then he powered through every expansions in the entire game, like, and is just super into I mean, it. Like, he loves it. It's a story unlike any other. So, be I'd be curious to see if he'd ever come back to the series, like, in any way, you know, or if he's if he's done with it. But I would, yeah, I would think that maybe if they, if they ever were to like remaster six or something or remake it or something or maybe like one of the old games that, that like had a lot of his involvement i could see him coming back for that like if they did that to four or yeah be cool maybe even five or something because mm-hmm. that was kind of like his last you know the one that he was the most involved in um or no i guess he was really heavily involved in nine right yeah i think so that, that was kind of like so maybe yeah maybe he will maybe he will be involved in the remake that's coming out we, we don't really know who knows probably not but yeah probably not but we'll see i'm sure he'll be like involved in some way like just overseeing the process i don't know yeah kind of thing uh along with the development like i was saying uh every character in this game uh is considered to be a protagonist so they were all the members of the development team contributed ideas for the characters and so everybody got to design or create the characters uh tara and Locke, who are in the game they were they were conceived by sakaguchi Celis and gao by kitase Shadow and Setzer by graphic designer Tetsuya Nomura, uh, and Edgar and Sabine by field graphics designer Kaori Tanaka. Then, Kitase was tasked to unite the entire story premise provided by Sakaguchi with all the individual ideas for characters for character episodes to cr- create like a cohesive narrative. Yeah, that's what's cool about this game, especially. Um, it's got that Chrono Trigger vibe. Yeah, to it. where like all the characters have their own kind of like kinda episode moment. story moment, you know, and like they're not just kind of like thrown in the back once they join your, you know, party kind of thing. So, um, and yeah, and this one definitely is really unique that it just doesn't have a main character. I mean, you know, you don't really know. I mean, there's there's two characters that kind of like are featured more than others, but um. So do you like that? Because yeah, I definitely like. That. I think that's cool. I mean, but I, do you not like that with twelve though? No, I definitely don't like it with twelve. Is it because it's twelve not done has well at all has less interesting characters to you? Well, and because twelve, it they basically came out and said like these characters are put in here because the the character we wanted to be the main character didn't test well 
Yeah. And then you're, they're like, they put in absolutely garbage characters. Well, to, that one, right. well honestly, Von, Von has, I feel like... Vaughn does have sex appeal. 12, they He's got no nipples. <laughs> 12, they should have just went and just done Ash main character and just that that's the way it should have Ash? done. Yeah. She's as boring as a plank of wood. Well, but but that's what I mean is like I feel like if they would have just like focused it around her or mm. like was it or what? or Bosch or Val- I thought Valfier. Bosch was the most the main character. Well, but that's what I mean is like I think that those three are like the most interesting in the story and I think that had they just focused around that one of them it would have probably actually worked and then yeah, I know Ash was really boring and whatever, but like obviously they could have made her like a more interesting character and they could have not ripped off star Wars in the beginning, but <laughs> do you, you think, know. do you think, uh, who, who made 12? Who was the director? Uh, what's his face? Uh, what left during it? Yep. Uh, I was going to say, do you think he Vegas was like story. really into voyeurism? And so like he wanted to play a character that could watch <laughs> the actual main characters play, oh my God. play through the could game. Be. Could be. And so I like that theory. And so Vaughn was just like there. Yeah, let's let's pivot for a second. Yeah, yeah, let's pivot. we can pivot for a quick sec. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, yeah, that game. I feel like it's people knew who the character they wanted to follow and with the most interesting storylines, and then they decided to just like have this Jack and Jill to kind of, you know. Yeah, guide I guess the way. I guess this this game is similar to Twelve, where people just kind of play it and they just kind of decide how they experience the story there maybe maybe there is no main character kind of thing i don't really think that that's that's the problem i have with 12 it's it's just more just how it's played out it's just not a good story and this one it's i don't know this one's a lot more interesting and there's definitely a lot more colorful characters and they actually have like a reason to be a part of the story too so yeah and they all have they all are unique and interesting and i mean I mean, you've got. I a, know who my favorite characters are, but it's just a, like a, an abominable snowman. I mean, does it get any better than that? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Legit. Yeah, that's a good question, man. Yeah. I don't think so. No, fun yeah. guy, or, fun or guy, a, or a straight up a, a straight up Moogle in your character in your party that never. Wait, happens. you get a Moogle in this game? Whoa! Spoilers. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I always wondered why the Moogle is on the cover. So is that well, like yeah, the actual character yeah, dude. then? Dude, yeah. I always thought like, why is there a Moogle on the cover? And then the Japanese, the version gets this badass artwork with Terra like over the city. With no, the it's, armor. you get it all, man. It's pretty sweet. This game really embraces uh, some of the, like the classic themes of Final Fantasy. Yeah. You know, Do you, I think you're, I think you're going to really enjoy this game. Koopa. Yeah, I think you will. This game, <laughs> this game, I feel like we might end up doing a third on just because it's like, it, you're, I think you're really going to enjoy this. Well, we did four for Chrono Trigger, didn't we? Yep, we <laughs> yes, finished it. We I did. think we got at least do four then for this. I well, mean, yeah. depends how slow we get through it. <laughs> I think everyone's going to start thinking we're like Square Enix fanboys. So. Yep. Well, I mean, Square, let's face it, they put out the best JRPGs. I mean, and there's not like, there's that's not a controversy. No, no, I know. I know that. But I mean, like, only like Harvest Moon is going to give them a run for their money. I mean, when, <laughs> when somebody votes harvest moon wins of anthos and it wins uh i think that will probably be a four-parter i think for, for the yep. for the the podcaster's choice what is that october we'll just do all farming we should sim. all do farming sims we'll no just force everyone yeah. to play a farming <laughs> i'll sim. do my favorite farming sim dark cloud 2 so it, that is a farming sim yep yeah, you're right it is great game great game okay um on the more technical aspect of the game um the regular series designer Yoshitaka Amano, uh, his concept art became the basis for the models in the full motion videos when they produced the game's PlayStation re-release. So uh, in the early installments, the sprites were very were less detailed on the map than in battle, 
and Final Fantasy VI had an equally high resolution regardless of the screen. So this enabled the use of animations uh, depicting a variety of movement and facial expressions, though it was not the first game at the time to utilize the, the SNES's Mode 7 graphics. Uh, it did make more extensive use of them than its predecessors. So, for example, like the world map is rendered in Mode 7, which lends a somewhat like three-dimensional perspective when you're going through yeah, it. Yeah, and it's the first one to do that, and it's it's pretty cool to see. I so do like the world map in this one a lot. Do the games that use Mode 7, did that require, like, well, like, what was the Super FX chip on some of the carts? Like, was that for certain games? Like, Yeah, I think that was for games like this, for sure. Um, okay, because I'm not. I've heard Mode Seven, like a lot of that. But are just... we? No, I think the Super FX chip is. Um, sorry, I'm mistaken. That's more like Star Star Three, Fox. Star Fox, right? Yeah, 3D like 3D stuff? Okay. on on yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. For, okay. for people so who mode don't, Seven's just a technique. Yeah, for people who don't know a Mode Seven, it, it's a graphics mode that allows a background layer to be rotated and scaled on like a scan line by scan line basis to create like different depth effects. So okay, Chrono Trigger definitely had some Mode Seven shit going yep. on then. Yep. Or I was super high. It did. Well, no, it, it did for sure when you were uh, doing the Johnny bike race. Okay, so that's mode that's, seven. That's when it when it's like how it kind of like <laughs> yeah how it like the camera like moves. So is F like, zero mode seven? Yep. Yep. Hundred okay. percent. Cool. Super Mario uh, Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, not every day I can say I learned something, but today you learned something. I learned, learned something. something. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it before. You learned. You learned. You <laughs> secretly Whatever. love farming simulators. That's what you learned <laughs> yeah. today. Uh, the reception of Final Fantasy VI uh, received critical acclaim and was commercially successful in Japan upon release uh, in mid-1984. Square reported the game had sold 2.5 million copies uh, in Japan alone, where wow. it became the best-selling game uh, in 1994. The United States, where it went on sale in the last quarter of 1994, it was the top-selling SNES game in October and became the year's eighth best-selling SNES cartridge. So yeah, uh, Apparently... Yeah, I think he, uh, the director commented and just said that that still wasn't considered a commercial success. In the is, U.S.? Yeah. So, but now, now that I think about it, I mean, I don't really I don't really remember a lot of people playing that game. I, I do remember, like, a little bit of a cult following, though. Like, Do you remember, like, like Chrono Trigger being bigger, like, amongst people I think you so. knew? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, back in the day, EGM. They they granted this game a unanimous nine out of ten. Nice. Gave it the game of the month award. Gold, gold award. Uh, commenting that it set the new standard uh, in excellence in RPGs, and they particularly praised the graphics of the game, the music, and the strong emotional involvement of the story. Little did they know that this game would go on to still hold the title as best Final Fantasy game ever. Well, that's interesting. Over seven. No, that, I mean that's interesting because EGM gave Final Fantasy seven straight nine point fives, so better game, uh, and they also gave Final Fantasy eight straight 9.5s that's an interesting call so i mean egm one of the leading publications at the time i trust their opinion so i think we, giving, we have it. i think just the fact that you said that eight has the same score as seven forget i said that disqualifies forget i said completely. that for a yeah uh Fumet- i might be wrong on that famitsu <laughs> scored 37 out of 40 making it one of their two highest rated games of 1994 along with ridge racer so uh i mean it was i mean who cares about ridge racer but well yeah, who famitsu. cares about famitsu though too yeah uh, Nintendo Power declared the game the RPG hit of the decade. Nice. So, um, I mean, that's pretty big. Uh, they didn't say that about Final Fantasy VII. So, well, because it's Nintendo Power, they're right. still they're still salty about it not coming. They were fucking crying, dude. <laughs> sixty four was a dark time for yeah. Nintendo Power. Probably they were just watching that demo on the sixty four, wondering what could have been. Right, because um, they did they did they a did Final the Fantasy VI six demo. technical demo for the sixty four. 
yeah. which looks like garbage, if I might add. But I remember, remember everyone just freaking out about it, thinking that no, it's cool like, to this see. is the future the of Final is, Fantasy. Is super cool, yeah. But it, it, I mean, it primarily came down to like the music. I think being able to do kind of more with the music yep, and then also like with that, it was all the FMVs. They wanted to do 100%. like the cinematic that, that they couldn't do. Well, so. think about it, man. When they, they obviously made the right choice. Dude. The yeah. series exploded when it moved yeah. to PlayStation. It is like one of those interesting what ifs, like if Final Fantasy continued on the 64, like what would have happened? Well, but like, like I was saying, what would have happened with JRPGs in general? None of these, we, we, we missed For two, RPGs three and five. And, Four and six didn't sell very well. So, and one didn't sell all that great either. I don't think they were really poor sellings, but they just weren't like, you know, big. Smash. And, th- and really, Final Fantasy can probably give all the success to the West because, right, it, it didn't, it, hasn't it, it's, it's definitely like bigger in the West today than it is in, in Japan, Japan. Probably. Yeah. Like, like Dragon, more. like Dragon Quest is, is the biggest JRPG in Japan. Dragon Quest still sells more in Japan compared right. to the rest. Yeah, right. but I, I think would, but, Final Fantasy is tilted more as a Western series. Right, and, and so that's what, why I think they're catering but, more towards us. Right, and so that's why I think that, like, yeah, when they made that decision to go to PlayStation, it kind of did just completely change, you yeah, know, the outlook everything. of their whole company, and that's probably why they became, you know, a corporation at that point compared to, you know, just a smaller development team that just worked with PlayStation, kind of thing. Yeah. I can uh, speak to this as well. Um, Final Fantasy XIV uh, became so big that they had to create, keep continuing, continuously creating uh, additional North American servers along with like, like the Philippines and like uh, Malaysia and stuff like that. They had to create like Oceania server, more European servers for that game. Um, So definitely the Western audience definitely gravitated. I mean, at least to that game. Well, yeah, I think that's that's where they solidified their, you know, their pull with the Western audience. I think Final Fantasy is the Western audience's JRPG, for sure. Wow, that's a that's a tagline right there. Well, I mean, I think it is. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I mean, what other game? What other JRPG has like more name recognition? I mean, did you see that commercial for sixteen? George Kittle and all those other people that they had playing those games. I bet you some of them actually know, have heard it before. Some of them are. But, yeah, and probably it. actually play it. Yeah. And so, but which is, I don't know, I just kind of feel like you can't say that probably about Dragon Quest or no, they'll Persona. No, they Dragon Quest or, with. You know, yeah. they're not, it's not going to happen. It's too hardcore. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's cool to see, you know, kind of the series evolve into like a more like Western, you know. You know, JRPG, influence. you know how we had that comment of Yoshi P thinking it was kind of a derogatory right. uh, yeah. term. Um uh, what's his name? Nomura actually said in an interview back in 2015, right. the same point of that he kind of thought like, why, why are we being labeled this way? And he wasn't a big fan of it either. So I don't know. Are you guys gonna? <laughs> I think. I, I mean, I I feel like it. I mean, they may feel a certain way, but I feel like it's a matter of like you know better than the creators. No, just a JRPG. It's like a genre I admire. Right, it's, and it's I don't want admiration, not a, right. But what I don't I, want to lump it into the RPG series where you have like a God of War, yeah, and but, all these other games. And also, there's there's tactical RPGs. There's you know there's there's you know Western RPGs. I mean, have you ever heard of the term Eurojank? I mean, it's just like yeah. But do you think you, you think they like being called Eurojank? Probably not. Well, I mean, obviously, probably not. But like yeah. that's that's a little bit different because you're clearly. But that, but that's what I'm saying. That term, that's obviously offensive and derogatory. Like mean. Yeah. That you're not just like 
I think what they're probably coming from is is from what I understand it is like more JRPGs were inferior back in the day compared to Western RPGs. And so when people said, Oh, that's a JRPG, it's more Oh, that's so, that's not as good. Well when I was when I was like doing some research on it, that's kinda what what it seemed like is that like at least back in the day that term was derogatory because it wasn't yeah. as good as a Western RPG. I'm talking like back in like the eighties. I like, think like I think Yoshi P just wants to take RPG because JRPGs are so much better now than any other RPG. They just want to steal that title for themselves. So they want to take it. They don't want to have really, so what, what, you can, how do you, you guys can, you can sit and play all day with classifications and get slap labels on whatever. It really doesn't you know, I mean obviously if like you know like if like a whole bunch of developers come out and say we don't we don't like using this you know this categorization or this title of jrpg then obviously that would give me you know second right, well, thoughts to that's like, the thing what would it take because you have two of like the some of the biggest names in the industry of, of games of well, like RPGs i was saying like i like Japan. i would say if like if the term just started getting phased out like if companies stopped using it like when they would release games but isn't this and like isn't this and, and if the west stopped using like you know how things like change culturally how like right, people but... start to say hey probably shouldn't be using that term anymore it's kind of offensive kind of thing and then i think that that's that's probably one of time when you'd um if, like, if you're looking for an honest answer here or if you're just being a little no, shit I... <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much what the answer is because I, mean... I mean why would why would you why would we change now because at this point we're just we're categorical you know, because, categorizing be, it because we respect the culture and like and where it's coming from but, not 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 but can not you respect because... can you respect the culture by respecting their opinions though sure like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely why why is it so hard to because you're basically saying well this is what i've been calling it and i want to continue calling it this no, way despite what I'm their saying. wishes though. i'm just saying maybe yoshi p has got a little too power hungry with the success of 14 and he wants to steal rpg tag for for his games forever because he's like no well, one see, can now ever... you're being a little shit <laughs> No, I, I legitimately think, well, if it's not that big of a deal, like it's not like it's not like there's no other way for us to describe these games and it's easy well, enough to follow their wish. Why wouldn't we just. Well, because in my opinion, if you if you called all these game RPGs, I think it'd be really freaking confusing. Why? Because because at least some I don't know, some people like to follow these types of games. And I think that calling them JRPG makes it easier to find. Yeah. And for an example, like exactly in, in our community, like. There's a lot of different games that we talk about that are Japanese that have RPG elements that people probably don't consider JRPGs, but they get discovered because we consider everything that's RPG and Japanese together. Sure. So I think that like I think that like more if you consider like could you just say, if you consider could... JRPGs as a terms of like game design, I think that's more the offensive thing because then you're just kind of saying, Oh, JRPGs are just this way because it's Japanese and like, you know, that's, that's just the way they've always done it kind of thing. But in, in reality, we're just respecting Japanese RPGs. Like it's literally that simple. So I think that what, I, I don't know, we could definitely maybe sit down with one of these dudes and like ask them specifically. Cause I mean, I've read the interviews, yeah. but I, I would actually want to ask them, you know, you know, maybe like some like history of like, why, why have why have you considered that term offensive? Because what I've what I've heard from that from them, at least from when people have asked them, you know, follow up questions, is it's it's hundred percent a, you know, why why is Japanese RPGs any different than than others? But in but in terms of how I'm looking at it, it's it's a terms of like, well, it's it's the culture, it's the influence on the game that, and that's what that's what makes me interested in it. 
So what is a JRPG to you? It's a Japanese role-playing game. It's really that simple. I think I've already said that. But like, I, I will seek out that style of game because right. the people behind it, you know? Yeah. I, all these, everybody who's been on a Final Fantasy game, you hear these names time and time again, and you're like, I want to play the game that he directed. Or Yeah. I wanna, but you, but you, don't need, com- you don't need that designation to know that that's what you want to play. You know that there's a game from Square that you're going to want to play. So I don't... I want to play the first Strand type game made by Hideo Kojima. I guess I'm just curious, like, because you said it'd be something that if enough people came out and said something, you'd be willing to change. Like, what would it take then? Like, would I don't it take, know. Like, like, that's not something you can measure, though. But like, then, like, why, what do you? What's what are? You, what the hell kind of answer are you looking for? Well, because you said that, I was like, just, you, I'm can't, just you can't, you can't, you can't measure that. But that's what you said. What, that, what's though. the? What's are the? You, line? Are you just trying to play devil's advocate? You about are. It? That's all like, you're trying to do. Because, <laughs> like, okay, yeah. Let's say you take the the j off j off jrpg and then it just is an rpg how do you then classify a final fantasy title versus a god of war easy you can do action rpg turn-based rpg dungeon rpg there's like you have all these other other classifications you could use to describe it okay but then how do you subclassify those games from like regionally i mean <laughs> yeah i mean like i think it's fine to call a western a western rpg i think it's fine to call an eastern rpg i think it's fine to call like an rpg that's made in america an american rpg or like a a game made in germany although you can't although you can't i think that's that's fine to me i don't i don't understand they feel like they're feel like they feel like they're being pigeonholed although you can't call it an arpg because that's asymmetrical rpg so that's already taken or action rpg or action rpg yeah i think this will be a good topic i think I think this is not the end of how people are going to talk about. So I think it'll be we'll we'll talk about it in the future more. I'm not I'm not coming I, down. I've grown up. I've well, grown when up. You're like, asking me like when when that actually would be. I yeah. mean, well, how are you, you supposed to answer you that? Because you said because you said well, if enough people came out and said, then I would change my mind. Well, I meant so. Well, I was just curious what you meant by that. I, like, I mean, who would it take? How many developers would it take for you to say, okay, I, maybe I shouldn't? Say I feel that. like it's foolish to give you a specific number about when that would actually happen. Well, then I think why would you say that to, then? Why am I saying it? Because you're asking me a question. No, you said that before when you're describing. You're like, well, if enough developers came out and said, then maybe I would stop saying. I'm not saying. I never said enough developers. I'm saying more like culturally, we're like, you know, we're like game developers aren't using it when they release their games. When it's literally the terms being phased out because they don't like it anymore. All we've heard right now is more just kind of like offhand interview comments, and so like until. Until, like, there's more of a, like, societal push, just like anything else in society, you know, I don't think that, like, people need to be, you know, pushed into right. doing we, one thing or another, especially pull. when it's coming from this kind of point of view where it's completely harmless and it's really just being used as a term of classification. Yeah. And, like, I don't – I when Yoshi P, like, brought it up, I didn't think there was ever a stigma for JRPGs. Me so, either. Like, that's, but that's why they're bringing it up, though. It, yeah, he, but I'm just saying, like, he's, for me, he's bringing it up because he thinks that there is. But, but I like, I didn't think that was ever like a big issue ever. Yeah. So I mean, unless it's just my ignorance to the Japanese culture feeling that way, I, I mean, that's no, on, that's and, on me. But and that's the thing; it's not like I it's... always admired those titles, and that's how I totally. classified everyone. And, and, and there growing was, up. There, I mean, I, I can't even imagine how many games that came out even when we were growing up that specifically said JRPG even on the box, just so that you knew where you know what you're gonna get and so i kind of feel like i mean yeah and i i think to to, just i think what they want to avoid is like 
you know, it's a, it's a silly turn-based, you know, game, you know, like the old games are. And they, they want to be seen as, like, a serious game, like, you know, like well, uh, God of War or something sure. like and that. We're, so, we're all in the know and that we know that there's a lot of different genres within kind of games made, RPGs made in Japan. I, I think what they're kind of afraid of is, yeah, is being pigeonholed into people thinking that, oh, this is this is what this is and maybe people wouldn't be interested in it otherwise but they're um, like the powerhouse on the market like they are the yeah they're like if you want to play an rpg you're gonna go to the that eastern market of video games because you know what you're getting into where everybody like final fantasy 7 remake and that'd be the only exception right now because it's not really it's not as much of an rpg as it used to it's more action oriented kind of like kingdom sure. kingdom hearts yeah. god of war death stranding um you know whatever but and i think it's totally fine to say you know to, to call them an action rpg and to, to to leave off the j i mean that's fine yeah i don't and if that's how the company's doing it that's fine but but i think to just ignore that you know that the entire development team is from japan and that it's you know i i want it, to acknowledge yeah who made that game right true so I feel like and I, I feel I like calling that. it a JRPG, you're acknowledging and respecting the people that it came right, from. Right, because we're we're coming from we're not considering it to be like we're not saying it in a derogatory way. No. Yeah, it's just like you guys said, it's a classification. I just again, I'm not, and in some way, I am playing devil's advocate. Yeah, but I, I get I think it. it is an interesting conversation, especially when you have like these like titans of the industry coming out and saying, yeah, we don't actually like that term. So I, I just think, I, yeah. I think it's an interesting conversation. I think it makes sense too, especially considering where they're taking their series. I mean, like you were just listening, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, all those games are action games now. They're not turn-based. They want to be seen as, you know, these like big AAA titles, which, I mean, they are. I mean, and that's, I think that's totally fine. But, you know, for our classification purposes, we like to include them just so that, you know, to, I mean, to ignore their roots too. I mean, that are like very classic, you know, Japanese sure. RPGs. I, I mean, mean, that's. I think that that's kind of silly, and to just, and I think to just kind of pick and choose what is and what is and what isn't. I think that's just when you start to just kind of get, I don't know, things just start to get kind of messy. And, right, and it's also one of those things where it's Nomura and and uh, Yoshi P coming out and saying, but it's like, I'd, I'd be curious to see if it's like just a growing trend, and that you're going to see more Japanese developers yeah, come maybe. out now that they've spoken out, or if it's just something that they're kind of against, like you said, because of its the style of game that they're trying to promote. Well, and you guys haven't played 16 yet, but like, it's not really uh, an RPG. Like, yeah, you get different. Yeah, here's some, very light get, in the RPG. Very light. Like, really? it's it's probably on the border of like where Death Stranding. Like, it's in the genre, but like, it plays like Devil May Cry. It plays like Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it has very light RPG elements that. Honestly, you can't really manipulate to like the nth degree to make it like like typical. Like yeah, a, you're not customizing your character. You're most you're, you're more kind of customizing the way you play. You're customizing like the way you play, fights. which is fine. Yeah. And I th- I don't think it takes away from how great that game is because playing through it, I haven't beat it yet, but I mean, it's a f- it's a phenomenal game. True. And to see like Square Enix take it in in that direction, I mean, I can't expect them to go back from that at any point. Other than, like, sticking with the... Like, I feel like Final Fantasy VII Remake is that sweet spot of where people still get what they want out of uh, what they expect from a 
JRPG RPG game and then a new action oriented style of Final Fantasy. Um, and then 16 is the is the evolution of that where they take out that RPG element and just make it really story heavy RPG, but very action oriented not a lot of customization in terms of like increasing your stats i mean you level up but you have no control over like any of your stats sure 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 and your gear it's based you're basically linear linear there's a linear path for gear progression in that game so yeah Yeah. i mean whatever is what it is i'm I'm not like super tied to the term like it's do do or die kind of thing it's just more i'm tied to the term more just like you know classification right you and, know and and really just how i you know we are i've been able to kind of build this community is just sure that's kind of how i you know all these games it's more out of respect from japan not, yeah have rpg right, elements totally. and they're well, all honestly they're all pretty cool and worth checking out even even some of the bad games are fun and hilarious like even some of these games that we've had some struggles with resonance of fate we've at least mm-hmm. still had some funny moments mm-hmm. like I don't know. I just still feel like these games are like really charming and they have a lot of personality. Um, yeah, they're they're all worth playing, even if they're all going to be different and they all try to do different things. I mean, it, it's cool. Yeah. yeah, video games are awesome. The other thing about <laughs> that is I don't really. Cons- I mean, I just Final Fantasy XIV is an MMO. I don't really say, it. and it's an MMO JRPG. Sure, mm-hmm. it's an MMO, and yep. it's got Final Fantasy as the title. Um. With a per- with a person I highly respect with their story, th- cultivating a story, getting the right people in there to help make a game. Because I mean, he, I mean he's a producer for Final Fantasy fourteen, but like you know they, I gotta get back to fourteen. The way they I? the way they crafted that game and the people he brought in to make the music, make the story, like it's it's a master class of storytelling and a collaboration. And it's it's like this game six. It's like Chrono Trigger where they brought in, you know. Not they weren't powerhouses at the time, but now they are powerhouses yeah. to sure. and it's new talent to like help create fantastic storytelling. So cool, cool, cool. But uh, yeah, we'll get back in Final Fantasy VI, and uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna light touch on the re-releases. Uh, so it had a Final Fantasy VI had a few re-releases. Um, the PlayStation ha- was re-released in 1999. Final um, Fantasy Anthology. Yep, which was five and six. Uh, yep, and then Chronicles was four and Chrono, four Trigger. And Chrono Trigger. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's so funny. Strange. And this this game, the really only addition was it was uh, there was a new save feature, so allowing players to quick save their progress. And then it added the the, the delay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the loading. Yeah, the loading and, delay. Uh, and then it had uh, the, the, the bestiary and the artwork, artwork gallery. gallery and yeah, the FMVs. The Game Boy Advance re-release uh, in 2006, though this had a few more substantial things. Hold um, on, hold on, with the Sorry, Tinner. With the PlayStation version, the FMVs that were added, do you guys know what it was? Was it like the opera scene? I'm assuming probably opera scene, beginning and beginning movie. Well, those... I feel like there was a lot of like every character had their own own scene, from what I understand. Okay. Yeah, um, but like that was like the big exception because of the power of the PlayStation. They added some some FMVs, but like the graphics, the music, the sound, basically completely unchanged, unchanged. from the original game. Yep, cool. Um, the Game Boy Advanced, however, though, had slightly improved visuals, uh, new translation that follows the Japanese naming conventions for, uh, the spells and the monsters. They added four new espers to the game. So you got Leviathan, Gilgamesh, uh, Cactar, and Diablos, uh, which was, that was pretty cool. 
two new areas, including the Dragon's Den dungeon, which included the Kaiser Dragon, uh, uh, and then a Soul Shrine, a place where the players can fight monsters continuously. Three new spells also appear, and several bugs and original fixes. So, like, the Game Boy Advance got quite a bit... New content. New content to a game that was, you know, basically at that point, what, 10, 12 years old? Yeah, so, or, years old. well, further than that, probably. 13, yeah, and I think this is, this is the game that, or the content that people get frustrated that isn't in the Pixel Remaster that we'll it, talk about here. But. Isn't it also kind of considered uh, not like Chrono Trigger's necessarily like extra content, but not like, I think it's not be- considered like essential no, but I mean, I think that people like it. I is mean, it worth? Is it? It's kind of again. I, I think it's another one of those things where, like, if you really love Final Fantasy VI and you want to do extra stuff instead of just beating the final boss over and over right. again, um, this kind of gives it to you. And especially since it, you also have like you know all these added uh, espers, I think that's pretty cool as well. Right. That's is huge. It, is it held in high regard as like extra content that you'd want, or is it more of like I, yeah, if you can do it, cool, it just further not. supplements like the like the completion of a game like yeah. it makes the game feel more varied yeah and okay. i would also say too like with uh with with the game boy advance up one especially it actually did add some like speaking portraits mm. when like the characters were uh well, at least important characters were speaking and even to some characters that weren't playable well so the so that's Super cool. doesn't have that then no, it doesn't. So, but or the Pixel the... Pixel Master doesn't have it either. It doesn't. No, which Ooh. I thought was frustrating. Yeah, interesting. Which um, I'm, which I'm, I'm going to get to right here. Okay. Uh, they re-released the game again on mobile devices in 2014 square. with mobile adapted controllers, uh, controls, save feature. But hold on, I know I keep interrupting. Have you guys ever been able to play any game on your phone? Yes, I have ne- I've never been able. Monster like Hunter Stories. Really yeah, easy, really easy to RPGs play. RPGs are something that I can play on my phone. Yeah, just because it's like, as long as it's not like, you know, you, I guess I would I would set it to wait instead of like active. Right. Every phone I've ever but, owned, yeah. I have tactics on. Yeah, that's okay. like there you like go. I, some of them weren't connected to like the same account at the time, but like since I always have tactics and like a couple other like RPGs on there. I can't do it one because the tactile feel is missing. Like the clickety of the buttons, I you don't get that. Two, like your fingers are sometimes like covering part of the screen. Yep. And then three, I'm always like eating something while I'm on my phone. So yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, but when you're but when you're like in. when you gotta like bring your car in to get work done, or um, you know, yeah, you're at a doctor's office or something, and you like don't want to be doom scrolling on your phone. Right. You know, I'll pull up tactics and I'll just like do a fight because it's fun. Okay. And it's right. easy. Maybe I'll yeah. Uh, but yeah, the there was. The Windows PC port in 2015, and then the Pixel Remaster in 2022, which we all know this added new 16-bit sprites, new soundtrack, and Remastered, a return to the game's yeah. original release content, but none of the added content, which, um, you know, feels like a big misstep. Uh, you know, th- you feel like the Pixel Remaster would be like the new definitive, definitive edition yeah. of the game. At least have the option to have it in there. And, you know, you're, all that stuff's kind of missing, which, you know, was coded for the game, and it's there, but, but not present. But, I mean, to be fair, the Pixel Remasters are just a literal literal remaster of the original game. Yeah. Not the re-releases after the original game, just the original game. Yeah. So I understand what they were going for, that they were just taking the original product and just making it kind of like the definitive version and mm-hmm. i think that's why the six version is probably still worth playing just because you know if you want to get it you know more like 
perfected experience rather than play the old school. Sounds kind of like uh, you with uh, Zelda and uh, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. But yeah. I mean, you yeah, can, I would say I would say if you, of... if you want the content, you probably want the Game Boy Advance version. And even the the original Super Nintendo version isn't that bad. You kind of you kind of smirked when you said that to me. What do you? Did. What did that mean? What is? I just mean you're a little shyster and. You know, I know you yeah. looked at me once I said that too, and <laughs> I you also forget that I have no fucking problem with you doing this either. Okay. With you doing whatever. Yeah. It's the fact that you shit on other people for modding their games. <laughs> I don't give a fuck that you're going on your computer go and again. playing things <laughs> to high resolutions and whatever. To the you high the your, high resolutions you make to the your high gaming experience Finally. however the hell you want. Rob's back on my side. Let's go. But when you start shitting on other people for modding their stuff, or playing the game for the here, originally man. intended purpose, I still think it's completely different. And I, 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 I know we don't need to do that. We don't need to split I know, hairs. I know, There's no point in that. But We've already like, done that last podcast. But I feel like if if you're gonna say something, I get to say something too. <laughs> no. So I'll, let me. You had the let, four for twenty seconds. Let, let me have the four for twenty seconds. All right. Well, let me just add this uh, before before we kind of end things. Uh, since the Pixel Remaster came back out, though, they have removed the Android the apple and pc ports of this game so the pixel remaster is the only way you can play this game on those devices now so. okay so i'm not cheesing the game by adding these little mods that let me skip battles and do this i'm just making the resolution just a little more clear no one's frame doing, rate a little I don't bit think higher anyone's done that it's on not this giving podcast. me an advantage it's not giving me an advantage you've given me shit for changing the color in a Game Boy Advance game, I specifically remember. I don't think so. Yeah, it was Castlevania: Area of Sorrow. You were like, you're like, oh, isn't that the way? Is that the way it's supposed to be presented? Or you're just giving me all this shit. I got you, man. Oh, don't even try. Go ahead, Miles. Okay, I have a question. Yeah, I have a yeah, question. Go ahead. Before, go ahead. like, do you get? Uh, I have a question before yeah. we do finish it out. Sure. Um, Wait, hold on. What is the question about? Before I answer, it's, a, it's about the podcast. <laughs> okay. So, um. <laughs> Since there, since there were no questions for this, the this podcast, wah, I have a, wah, wah, wah. I have a question. <laughs> out, of, out of all of the games we've done so far, which one do you see yourself coming back to or going back and playing like a sequel for? Easy. What do you mean, like going back to of all the games we've done on the podcast, reviewed and either completed or the, whatever? That would be the, 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 it has to exist, so we're not just talking about yeah, hypothetical. Like it has to, no, the ones or... we've are, ones we've reviewed and played. Like, which one do you see yourself maybe going back to that? You know, um, to just play more of or beat again? Beat if you haven't beat it, or going on to the sequel of those games? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, if you were to play like East Two or something, yeah. Um. That's a good question, man. Yeah, uh, which, which, or, or better yet, I guess, which was the biggest surprise to you? The biggest surprise to me? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. I feel like I was... You didn't like Chrono Cross? <laughs> I... Well, yeah, Chrono Cross didn't hold up as, as much as I remembered it did. I sure. think I remember being kind of more blown away. Yeah. At the time, but I don't know. Um, I mean, I can specifically point to, for myself, like, I loved Lunar. I loved Yeast. You did love Lunar. Loved Lunar. Loved Strangely, Yeast. Loved yeah. Yeast One. I thought you were on something when when you were talking about Lunar. No, dude, I freaking loved that game. Like it was the first time I had played a JRPG so that old, and like I was just pulled in. I wanted and that to... one has like a classic kind of like '90s feel to it. Too. Yeah, and that's not even the like the second one's supposed to be even yeah. better. So I'm like, and Yeast One. I don't know what that. It was just so simple and fun, and um, I, I would... think I think Chrono Trigger, even though I when I played it back in the early 
I don't know, 2010, 2012, whenever. I think I was blown away then how much it held up. And I think even still playing it this last time, I was still blown away on how much, like, how modern it still feels. Yeah. Like, yeah. And to me, I mean, especially at this point, it's just like, it's just like, yeah, that's just a timeless game, which mm-hmm. is, yeah, no shit. Everyone kind of says that, but it has really kind of cemented as like top five uh, RPG for me. I would just say, in general, for me, it's just really. You know, all these games, it was just really cool to see. There's just so many different options. Yeah. Like, I feel like back in the day, man, there was it was so hard to play some of these games. And, like, now you have this version, HD version here. And, you know, it's just it's just cool to see how ex- our experiences will vary. Sure. I'll also say, like, in general, kind of what I found out about myself is just mm-hmm. I'm really not a big fan of, like, turn-based games and, like, slow grinding, that kind of, like, old school. I'm over it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know this one's gonna be kind of like it too, six. Um, but you know, as far as like when we got to play something like Area of Sorrow, like I was like, oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah man, mix like, it up, just mix it up, and like be able to like play something a little bit more action oriented. So I, yeah. I definitely think that like I'm more of an action RPG guy. Like I, I definitely like more like Western influenced, you know, JRPGs like yeah. Yeah. Castlevania and like Dark Souls and I stuff. Savored, like, I savored that Castlevania game because I knew once we were done, we were going back to the slog. <laughs> yeah, the going sl- back to slop. My uh, my biggest disappointment though was Grandia. Like, yeah, I would have to say I'd agree I agree with that I one. I like Grandia more than you guys. I, I had fond memories of that game growing up and coming back. I was just like, man, this game is. Like, I hated the battle. It system. was terrible. Where, I and think, I like, hated yeah, the battle those, system. That freaking the maze is like, good lord! It, how it was reminiscent of like a dungeon crawler and and i actually did really like the story and like everything but like yeah i I think that some with some of these games like grandia it's like you you really feel its age and it's like when when it comes out with a remaster and the remaster doesn't like really kind of bring it up to speed Mm -hmm. and how like most games are these days like when there's no auto save and stuff it's just kind of like it makes you want to just like put these games down and just just yeah, because it because they're huge it time like sinks. Time at this point. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of like I did like Grandia a lot more than you guys. So I think. yeah, the like Chrono Trigger though was like a great example of if you have a game with a great story and a great approach to turn based combat, I can still find right. I can still find a way to thoroughly enjoy that style of game. Yeah. Even though I'm you know I'm not as into it as I was in the past. Like I still found that game enthralling the story was fantastic and i you know i still loved the, the combat because it kept you engaged the way the characters snappy. interacted is snappy and that game is you know you know 20 years old Fucking 30 years old 30 years old that's why oh yeah that's, that's right. why people just it. regard it as like yeah that's one right. of the best jrpgs ever yeah. i mean just because it just yeah. holds up so well everything music story gameplay everything. i mean they really did put it in it Art. sounds like they put in a lot of effort into it and it really shines. But like Persona 5, Dragon Quest Eleven, modern games with that have a great approach, a great story. Dragon Quest Eleven doesn't have a great soundtrack because of, yeah. you know, stuff. The Definitive Edition was better. But... Yeah. yeah. But like Persona 5, that soundtrack alone is like worth just sitting there and listening to. Even if you don't like get through the game, yeah. like I mean, just I, jumping in and listening. I don't like to dance yeah. and like... Persona Five, I, I set the controller down and I would dance. Did you play the Did Persona you... Five dancing all night? Oh my gosh! I, what that is exists? It, isn't that, is that a that is a thing? It's a rhythm game. Yeah, yeah, it's a rhythm, it rhythm game. It's like theater rhythm. Yeah, I do. I have it. I have it. I haven't played it. Which Final Fantasy Seven or Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm? Great freaking great game. Yeah. Um. Well, I think we should do because we have what we almost have our year 
anniversary coming up August. Right? in August. Yeah, so I think we, we should do, I mean, just a short segment and we can each rank. And I'd just be curious to see how everyone's list is. Yeah, do like a top three or something. Or just top. We'd rank the games in order of what we Yeah, oh, sure. Prefer. Yeah, that'd be a good be idea. Somewhat similar because the quality of the games, uh, some is higher than others, but I'd be curious to see kind of the, some of the differences. But Yeah. Um, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we'll order a pizza too or something, a little party. Yeah, sure. Right. Maybe we'll do a live stream. Who knows? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we'll, we'll all wear masks. That would be fun. So if you don't want to show your face. That would be fun just jump on the discord and yeah. record while we're yeah while we're live on discord that'd be pretty I'll fun. have to to see if i can reschedule my surgery to remove this big mole i'll have to talk to my doctor before this live stream we're going to do yeah <laughs> i mean if people were smart enough they could find they could find they could find me so because i'm sitting there promoting the podcast everywhere so um is that a challenge to the listeners sure go ahead <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't think I don't, Rob, do you have any like memories from the OG release of the game? I don't really have any. Cause you guys put you, cause miles, you beat it. Yeah. But I came back, I played it way like 2014, 15. Like I don't have an OG release from this. I yeah, but from what it. are your memories of playing it then? Um, like from my, from our friends telling us about the game, um, they told me about Locke and Edgar and like, you're really going to love these characters because of like the different things that the different abilities they use. What's the, what's the Moogle's name? Uh, Mog. it's just Mog. Yeah, Mog. Yeah. What, okay. The only things I know about this game, I know the opening credits. I know. I think you're really just going to enjoy the variety of characters and how, how in depth you get into like their stories. I know yeah. Kefka. Yeah, it's kind of like. And I know uh, you can suplex a train. Like that's that's uh, that's Saban. Yeah, but yeah, mm. beautiful. I, yeah, I would just say that my original memories of this game is um, this is probably the first time I heard of Final Fantasy. I think I remember seeing the uh, my neighbor had Final Fantasy three the cart, and cool. he and he was playing or his brother was playing it or something. But and I remember seeing it at the store. But this is probably the first time I saw just the title yeah mm-hmm. i'd ever played it myself i seven was my first one mm-hmm. so mine was um, legends on the game but i do remember that this one did kind of like a little bit of a cult following you know so cool yeah yeah i started the pixel remaster earlier this year what last year yeah and i think i was like an, an hour in and then i just i think i don't know got busy but yeah i'm excited that it finally got chose because then it's an excuse to to go through and play it. i'm i'm very very excited yeah i'm not sure if i'm gonna play do play... i sound excited no a little bit okay i think you have a little bit of uh pain in your in your voice because you you're gonna careful. you're gonna pl- you're gonna watch play it, it and watch you're gonna be like this careful. is the best careful. final fantasy <laughs> All of that. why did i ever <laughs> think cloud was a great character but <sighs> But no, I, I guess I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to play the Pixel Remaster or the Game Boy Advanced version because I, I have the Game Boy Advanced version. The down, the, well, the downside of the Game Boy Advanced version is the music, right? That's kind of the yeah. reason why people would say avoid yep. it over the other ones. That's yep, I would say that, and, and not only is it bad, it's like it has almost like kind of like a like ear piercing like kind tinny. of like yeah, like tinny sound. And yep. I know some that... people don't really mind that because um, I guess we played. Uh, I played the game uh, or uh, Castlevania RSR and I didn't. I wasn't freaking out or anything like that. So yeah, it's just not. It's it, not as. It's just really good. I think on Super Nintendo that you're just taking a really big step back. It's not like RSR where like this is the only version you've got, right? Kind of thing. But it's also like if you didn't know any better too. 
like I think someone like me who's never played it before, then I could probably just play the Game Boy Advance version and not probably. be bothered by it. But like someone who played the original might feel that the music's butchered. But you who Miles you already played the original game, you go in and playing then you could play the extra content, which would be a reason to play the GBA version. Yeah. I mean I I guess I I mean I played I played the PlayStation version of the game, so um yeah, I don't think I played the Game Boy Advance, but I I'm really interested in that like new that other content, so that's why I'm kind of kind of torn. Unless like I can mod my game and turn it up to 60 frames per second, 4K with uh the new soundtrack. Cool. Like like Tears of the Kingdom, you know. Yeah, just that's I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. We're... All right. Well, I mean that's going to wrap it up. Uh yeah, 2 weeks we'll give you our give you our you know impressions of the game um yeah we'll see how we'll see how you guys how you like it and see where it ends up going i feel like this one could could use a multi-parter so we'll see how it ends up turning out i think this is gonna be the one that could challenge chrono trigger from the best one so far we'll see yeah Yeah, we'll see what uh what else you guys been playing uh man final fantasy 16 it's good incredible game but side quests garbage really there are only there's like plus sign side quests that you need to do that are actually good and there's an argument for doing the side quests because they do a lot of world building but boy do you, is it just it's just final fantasy 14 fetch quests no oh, that's that Un, a bummer unlike but though although everything is voiced in that game including the side quests oh really that's nice so and how's mean, the voice acting fantastic really good um but, i hear the localization is just excellent yeah but like, the main story is so good you just don't want to be spent wasting your time playing any side quests unless you absolutely have to because you feel like you're pretty close to the end yeah and i was told i'm like five-ish hours away. i know from the demo a lot of people are like yes this is game of thrones do you still have that vibe as far in as you are now or is it kind of its own thing no yeah i mean it definitely it's has a lot of uh I would say it's more along the lines of like a high fantasy in that Game of Thrones, which was more medieval, uh, but it doesn't have a lot of like that political intrigue and, um, you know, things that happen kind of the way Game of Thrones does. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's things in that game that are, you're just like, what the heck? It's pretty wild. It's an absolutely wild game. I mean, wild for a Final Fantasy, wild for a Final Fantasy game. Interesting. it definitely has the devil may cry uh aspects to it in terms of like comboing and juggling so are you are you disappointed that it's less of an rpg than you may have thought it was going to be or not really? no i love it i think it's great i i do think however it takes itself too serious and like where games like final fantasy 10 you know i would say they're lighthearted and serious at the same time but like this game could use with some kind of mini game to like break up the monotony of just being like all right there's nothing really much to do i'm gonna go keep doing the story i'm gonna keep doing the story okay there's these plus side quests that i need to do because they give you worthy rewards um but like there's nothing there's no reason to revisit an area unless you're you know going to do like hunts which Mm -hmm. are ripped right out of final fantasy oh, they 14 do, they have hunts yep cool. a, a they're d through s class hunts which are fun do they have mini games no oh yeah that's the thing it could use like a big like a one any kind of mini game to like break up the. there's nothing no what no no mini games 
Is this the, first the hunting? Final? Hunts are probably the only mini game in it. There's a lot of great systems in the game, like learning the history of the world and all that stuff. And like, there's a library. Yeah. And... What's that? What's the thing that you can bring up during like cutscenes? The uh... so it's an active time, active time uh, lore. Lore is that cool? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, oh, it, it just it like maps out. You know, kind of like a battlefield or like a timeline of everything that's happened. But there's no like weird like I'm Captain Bosch like shouting like any sort of. I mean, even if you consider that a mini game, there's nothing like that in this game. Like nothing. No. Whoa. No. I mean, it takes itself pretty serious. I mean, and the game is the story is pretty pretty good. I mean, it's just you feel like it takes itself too serious though. It might be too serious at times. Hmm. Um, and there's some definite like Japanese tropes in there. You're just kind of like okay come on okay but it doesn't take away from the story i think it's a great i think it's a great final fantasy i don't know if they're gonna you know that's gonna be the new gold standard but um it's definitely you know the first great final fantasy in a long time i wouldn't think it is because if they follow what they've been doing they've been changing up every final fantasy so yeah yeah they've always been kind of changing it it seems like they've just been experimenting with like action since like 15 so yeah Otherwise, been playing Battlebit Remastered, basically Battlefield Four Bad Company. Um, With Roblox graphics. Roblox graphics, phenomenal game. I know I do want to play that, but then you told me about the time to kill, and that kind of disappointed me. It doesn't. It, you wouldn't be upset about it hmm. once you get used to it. Like that's just the thing. You just need to get used to it and play play smarter, play more of as a team instead of a lone wolf, and you'll yeah. you'll love it. I mean, that game's like popularity just shows you like that. I mean, yeah, they want they... that. There's that audience for Battlefield still. If they can just like bring them back, yeah. because they just screwed things up so much with. with we sold uh... 1.8 million copies in two weeks. Yeah, which was 27 million dollars. Oh, I just want to play a good Battlefield game again. I'm itching for that. That's that. Rob, what about you? Uh, just Tears of the Kingdom. Still, um, well, their Warzone, nothing much really else. Yeah. Where Try... are you in Tears of the Kingdom? You said you're just cleaning stuff up like the rest of the map. Uh, I just finished up the um well the whatever that quest is up there with Tullin bird bird zone okay the frozen bird zone okay. uh yeah took care of all that and then what'd you think of the lead up to the just polishing up all the stuff in the area that and then in the desert i'm just trying to do everything that, that i that can in first. both corners and you not gone to any of the corners yet like explored them much or not very much I'd done the other little side quest in the south, uh, southeast where you have to like help the town get the yep. pirates out. Oh, yeah. I love that side. Quest. I haven't done That's that. That's a yet. great side quest. Um, and then going to the going back to the island mm-hmm. that I loved the side quest in and uh, where they take away all. Yeah, going back there was really cool. Um, oh, I haven't gone there yet. Yep. That was that was a, that's that kind of that area. It's kind of like tropical. Mm-hmm. I like so I've, I've done a little, few things in there. Did you go to Hatena Village yet? Yeah, I've been to all the villages. Did you do the did you do the the like the side quest or did you do the quest between like the like the election that they got going on no. for the new mayor? Okay. No, oh, not yet. Fun. Great. That's one thing that all RPGs doesn't whatever, they could all take from that game. There's not that many side there's not a lot of side quests, but all the side quests in the game are fantastic. Uh yeah, somewhat. There are some throwaway quests, but like I mean, I'm not counting like helping the guy fix the sign. That's just more like I would oh, say all the all the main side quests. Yeah, because they are, are good. They are divided between right. They're divided by main side quests and, and like fetch quests. Fetch quests. Yeah. yeah, style quests or you know they are step up from Breath of the Wild for sure. Hundred percent, and I and I would say that they're more um, 
involved. Yeah, and they're really worth playing because it's like, it's like I don't know, it kind of definitely helps build the world up, and I don't know, you get I to wish, know some of the characters. And there, there might be in the game still. I wish there's like a little, a little bit of a darker element of just like some of the quests of just like maybe more mischievous characters. Where everyone you meet is like pretty chill and nice. I know the Goron's got something going, something weird going on up there. You're talking so about maybe like that's what I'm looking for. You talking about like Fallout Four style quests where you like. You roll up on a house and you find out that that's like a family of cannibals. And... Yeah, and I don't need cannibals in Zelda. But just like something, du- something, something like a little darker, weird something and... a little like Majora's Mask vibes. Sure. Like I know with like what's his face. Did you find like the the guy to trade in the monster or for not the... yet? Okay. So oh, yeah, have... oh, I did. I did find the dude that you trade the little the frog gems. Yeah, the bull frogs. Yeah, I found that guy. Or, okay, found that dude. Yeah. But I haven't found the How person you... that you trade the mouse monster for. But yeah, I love <laughs> that, like guy. that guy. He's great. And his brother. Nope. And he just eats them. And they're always talking about their dream. Yeah. <laughs> See, that that's the kind of stuff I like. We're just weird out. We're like, yeah. a lot of the stuff, which is also the appeal of like, it's pretty lighthearted and, but I like some of the more, not, I don't need like a mature necessarily. I know but, what you're talking about. Yeah. It, yeah. Majora's Mask is a good, a, a good point of it where like you know like the skull kid was kind of like kind of creepy a little bit like there was yeah. some creepiness to all this especially in that area too where the swamps all poisoned and yep. yeah i definitely that i get what you're saying there should be a little bit more like um and i think there there, there is, is there is more of this than it is in breath of the wild there is, for sure yes because even with the gorons like i don't i briefly like went to like a restaurant in that area and they're like they're all kind of fucked up and have like red eyes and something's going on yeah so, <laughs> so that's cool so i wonder what's what's going on there but that's funny i think i'm gonna do the like uh gerudo stuff next oh that one's fun i love the gerudo stuff. it's really fun man because i, I think when i there yet. i think when i did breath of the wild i did uh zora first and then i did uh rito i think and then what was and i did gerudo last um, but what's the, uh, oh yeah, the Goron I did third and then I did Grudo last. So yeah, I think I'm going to mix up this time and do, I already did Rito first, but I'll do Grudo next and maybe, I don't know what fourth, but, or third. I'm doing the Gorons right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. It's just like my, my game I'm playing every night still just at least playing like. No Picross anymore? Two hours a night. Um, no, you not. Co- you completed all the games. There's nothing left to play. No, Picross, I, I've been reading at work, so I've been reading. Lost World on Jurassic Park kick recently, so I finished the first book and reading the second one. And yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm my 27th audiobook for the year. So. Jesus, what's the best book you've heard that you listen to? Oh boy, um, uh, I mean the one I'm reading right now, A Wise Man's Fear, is pretty fantastic. But I would say that there's like a trilogy of alien novels that are canon cool. that take place between the first and the second uh, movie. Fantastic! That new Aliens game looks awesome. Yeah, I have that. Yeah, Dark, oh, you got it? yeah, I've been playing that too. Yeah, Dark Descent. Yeah, that looks dope. Super cool. It's not XCOM. It's more like a ARPG mm-hmm. active battling, kind of like a Company Heroes type thing. Yeah, super fun. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm just gonna play more Zelda. None of us, right? None of us has started six yet, right? No. Not yet. Yep. No, we gotta start on that for sure. Yep. So I'm gonna start on that, and I'll, maybe I'll start that tonight. But yeah. Zelda. Gosh, I just that's like it's got my hooks in. That's why it was so hard to play Res, uh, Renaissance of mm-hmm. Fate, just because it's just Renaissance of Fate. Oh, sorry, Resonance, Resonance of Fate. Fate. Yeah, <laughs> because I know Renaissance like, Fair, where the game like Zelda, it's just like yeah, it's just like addicting, uh, and especially when you're not having a good time, it's just like and then you're like I don't know punishing yourself with another one. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Got to go back to Zelda. It's always just so much fun. Yeah, cool. Well, that's gonna wrap it up. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next one. Later. Peace.